hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. So if you've watched any economic news or been to a grocery store recently, you're probably aware that prices on many of the things that we buy regularly are going up and going up fast. What makes this happen and why is it happening right now? You're listening to Queer Money episode 274 and we're talking inflation. Plus, we've got seven ways for you to fight it right now. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group and we may answer your questions in an upcoming episode. Now on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Join our movement to build a community of happier, healthier, and wealthier gay men by getting your free copy of The Five Building Blocks of a Happy Gay Life at DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash happy. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. So as you heard in the outset, we're going to be talking about inflation. But why inflation? Well, the reason why here on the Queer Money podcast we want to talk about inflation is because history has shown that inflation has a disproportionate impact on poorer folks. And the reason why this is the case is because inflation often occurs on the things that folks spend their money on regularly. And the things that people spend their money on regularly often make up a larger portion of the household spend for poorer folks, poorer families. An example of this is food and housing. A larger percentage of income is spent on food and housing for folks at the lower end of the economic income spectrum. And we know that data shows that LGBTQ folks, especially transgender folks, fall or oftentimes are below the poverty line. But that doesn't mean that the rest of us aren't impacted. The rest of us are impacted. Interestingly enough, Business Insider reported recently that 60% of millennials making more than $100,000 a year are still living paycheck to paycheck. Now, there's a whole host of reasons as to why that may be the case. But clearly, this points out that if you're making less than $100,000 a year, you are most likely feeling inflation. So what is inflation? What's the definition of inflation, John? Well, inflation is the general increase in prices and the fall in the purchasing power of your dollar. So you're able to get less return on the dollars that you spend every day. So um, essentially prices are going up and your money is becoming worth less over time. And that's really debilitating to some people. An example that we have here is that uh, say that you're earning $25 an hour and before the inflation started to increase, you were, you were able to buy with that $25 uh, pizza pie. Well, now that pizza pie is $30 and you now have to work an hour and 12 minutes to earn that same pizza. So your, your dollars are just going not nearly as far as they used to. Right. So either you have to work more or as in the case with many folks, they just don't simply have enough money. 
right? right? To be able to buy the things that they once used to be able to buy. So why is this happening right now? Well, much of this is due to the pandemic. You see, during the pandemic, many of us switched our dollars, our spending away from things like travel, new or used cars, going out to bars or clubs or out to various entertainment activities with our friends. And we started spending more money on other things, things that were more likely easily accessed at home. So for example, we all started buying more food at home. We started buying more food from grocery stores. We also started participating in more at-home related entertainment. And the number of home purchases and home-related purchases skyrocketed as well. And remodels, lots right. of remodeling. Exactly. So people started take, taking care of the places that they were at more, uh, spending more of their time, right? So I don't know how many people on Instagram I saw doing bathroom remodels, study or office remodels, people who were moving home because they now needed to have extra space because they needed a place to, to not only work, but also take care of their kids who would normally be at school. So a lot of folks were looking for larger spaces, which in many cases pushed people out into the suburbs. Right. So inflation is really happening a lot right now because of what happened during the pandemic and the way we ended up spending our money during the pandemic. We started shifting our money, a lot of us in concentration started shifting our money towards a narrower set of goods, which means demand is up, supply is down. When demand is up and supply is down, it's the opportunity for suppliers to raise prices. And what's unfortunate is that there hasn't been a significant shift back to those other types of spending that we were doing pre-pandemic. And for that reason, prices are staying up. Even though there has been some shift back, we know in some places, although we don't know what's going on with this, uh, this newest pop in cases, but we do know that people have started to go back out a little bit. But that doesn't necessarily mean that prices have dropped off that much. Exactly, and and as 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 is many often the case with situations like this, is it's important to pay attention to both sides of the balance sheet. So that's why we're sharing three ways to fight inflation on the income side of your balance sheet, as well as four ways to fight inflation on the expense side of your balance sheet. Right. So our first one, our first tip here for inflation on the income side is to make more money, right? <laughs> now that may be harder than it appears, right? For many folks, but let's start with the place where you're most likely to be able to make more money and that's where you're at right now. Ask for a raise, look for a way to get a bonus or maybe a promotion. You know, right now there's a huge demand for employees because of the great recession. Right. And we're experiencing what people are calling the great resignation in that a lot of people are saying, I don't want to go back. I don't want to return to business as usual. I've changed my values. Things look differently today. And I don't want to go back to all that. So we're experiencing what, what we're calling the great resignation. And that's in part because for as long as the Bureau of Labor Statistics has tracked the quits rate, we're at the highest levels ever. Right. So quits rate is the number of people who are quitting their jobs, even though they have a job. Right. And it's clear that they're not quitting to go to other jobs because 
then no. then the the number of uh, of jobs available would not be shrinking or staying the same. It's actually expanding, right? right. We're at actually twenty. We haven't seen this many job openings on the market since about 2000. Right. So we're at like 20, 21 year highs for job opening. And people, despite that, people are still quitting in droves. Right. Um, so employers are nervous these days. They don't want to lose somebody, even if they, that person wasn't the best employee. <laughs> at least, they, you know, sometimes you just need bodies. Right. Um, so employers, managers are a little bit concerned about losing staff because there's not really a, a, a backflow to fill those seats. So now might be the best time of all to ask for a raise, a bonus or a promotion. Yeah. And especially if there are more jobs opening up where you already work and it's a mo move up, look for those opportunities. Look for that opportunity to move up. That's a great way for you to stay in a level of comfortability because you're still at the same company, but be able to make more money and take on new job responsibilities. In line with that, our second point here under uh, the income side of your balance sheet is to maybe look for other jobs that are out there. Um, nothing says that you can't simultaneously ask for a raise, a bonus, or a promotion, and also look for jobs out there that are at, with your current employer. Uh, we, we've heard of people having companies competing for them, um, and that's a great situation to be in because then you can play the, the numbers game. I'll go to whoever pays me the best or whoever gives me the best perks and, and benefits. Update your resume. Start seeing what's out there. Go on LinkedIn. Go on Indeed.com. There are a number of resources to see what's available to you. Start networking with people again and seeing what's available and seeing where you can go. Right. He says you have to stay where you're at. Yeah. And, you know, employers are lightening the requirements, making it a little bit easier to bring people in, especially for jobs where you can work from home. They're making a lot more jobs available to be working from home. And I know that's probably part of the reason why a lot of folks are are quitting is they want a little bit better work-life balance, plus they still have a desire or a need in some cases to stay home with family. So think about changing jobs. You may be in a situation where you could get a better job and better pay. So, you know, I'll go back to when I was working in the late 90s and I saw a lot of my peers who were going from job to job to job. There was a kind of a, a whole job jumping phase happening in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I did not participate in it. And I kick myself for not doing that often, because it was during that time period that I saw a number of my peers jump from job to job to job, and they were able to get raises when they were moving from one job to another. Now, I'm not encouraging you to job hop here, but doing it once could increase your salary anywhere from 10 to 50%, right? We see this happening. You're taking on new responsibilities at a new company in a market like this, you could increase your take-home pay significantly, which could help you with the increasing of prices right now. How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June? Or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash cafe for more info. All right. Our third point here under the income side is to start a side hustle. There's lots of opportunities out there. Even if this is just a side hustle where you only want to earn an extra $100 or $200 a month, there's tons of opportunities out there, especially when you think about the fact that there are a lot of people going back to work literally physically going back to work. So there are things that they didn't need before that they need now, or they 
didn't need before, they need again, right? So say, for example, dog walkers, right? A lot of people, there was a huge demand for people buying or adopting pets during the pandemic, and they did not have pets before, and now they don't have anybody to take care of their pet who was used to having somebody stay home eight hours, nine hours a day, right? <laughs> exactly. So there's, there's apps out there like Rover, which allow you to do dog walking, right? So if you have a day off when people are not normally, or, or you're, not, you're off when people are normally working, this would be a great opportunity for you to potentially earn some extra money. And if you haven't listened to episode 233 of the Queer Money Podcast, we suggest that you do so. We interviewed Daniela Flores, who is the side hustle queen. I mean, she has a whole host of ideas uh, of side hustles that take anywhere from a couple hours a week to a couple of minutes a week, uh, depending upon what it is you want to do and what you want to, uh, how much you want to earn. So take a listen to that episode. It's definitely inspiring. Yeah, definitely. I'd also follow her on Instagram. She has some great videos and some great posts on ideas around what you can do for a side hustle. All right, moving along. Now we're going to talk about four ways to fight inflation from the expense side of your balance sheet. Tip number one in this particular category is get rid of that high interest rate debt. We talk about it all the time here on the Queer Money Podcast, but that high interest rate debt is eroding your quality of life, even though it may not seem it. And it's eroding it even more so today with inflation going in the direction that it is. So get rid of that high interest rate debt. Yeah. As we've said before, we highly encourage you to use the debt lasso method. If you're not familiar with our debt lasso method, we encourage you to go to debtlasso.com. Take a look at that website. That's another website of ours. It has uh, the whole debt lasso method there. And we would encourage you to look at the resources page for ways to refinance your credit cards, your existing credit cards to zero interest rate credit cards. With the uh, pandemic somewhat wrapping up, more and more credit card companies are a little bit more comfortable about offering those great perks. Uh, so uh, there's more available out there than there have been in quite some time. So go to debt lasso.com, check out the debt lasso method, and then look for the resources page to figure out credit card companies that are offering zero interest rate credit cards to refinance your debt and pay it off fast. Yeah, it's interesting. This is uh, when preparing for this podcast, I read a, several articles, and this was one of the financial websites suggested. They had three tips on how to fight inflation and paying off your credit card debt and getting rid of that high interest on your credit cards is a great way to open up some room in your budget. I know the data consistently shows that the average American household is spending over a hundred dollars a month on financing their debt and so imagine what you would be like if you had an extra hundred dollars a month that extra hundred dollars a month could help you pay down debt or could actually help you afford some of the things that are increasing in price our second thing here is again on the expense side i want to encourage folks to limit or reduce their dining out and expensive, quote unquote, dates with friends. Dates doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic thing, right? Going out with your friends is considered a date. And one of the things we see over and over again is that typically dining out or these kinds of activities are listed as the number one expense for most LGBTQ folks. And what was interesting is a recent survey from Credit Karma showed that when Friends suggest doing something they can't afford. 27% of millennials feel uncomfortable saying no. 
And out of the 38% of millennials who've gone into debt to keep up with their friends, nearly three quarters or 73% have kept it a secret. So what we're seeing here, especially with millennials, but we know that this is also happening with our own community, is we oftentimes feel an inhibition to say no when somebody says, do you want to get another round of mimosas on Sunday fun day? Or let's head to another bar after we're done with this one, right? We're oftentimes being encouraged by our group of friends to keep the party going. And that oftentimes means we're spending money that we don't have, which can put us into debt. So limiting our or reducing our dining out, although it's not necessarily fun and we have a lot of pent up demand for it because of the pandemic, it can be one of the things that traps us in a cycle of debt or keeps us in an area where we're not putting money into things that could actually improve our financial lifestyle. And that cycle of debt that we refer to quite often is actually getting faster because of inflation. So the fact that you already can't necessarily afford the dinner out or the extra mimosa is going to be more expensive for you in the long run making that cycle faster, causing you to have more and more debt. That's kind of how inflation works. It reminds me of that episode of Friends when uh, Phoebe Chandler and uh, Rachel couldn't afford to do all the things that the everyone else in the Friends cast could do. And so they had to have the heart to heart about sometimes doing things separately because they can't all afford the same quality of life. Yeah. And it's 100% okay <laughs> to do that. But I hope this doesn't mean that you're not going to take me on a date for a while. Oh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving along before we get angry. Tip number (laughs) three here under the expense side of your balance sheet is put off purchases in areas that are experiencing the high inflation the most. Um, And those would be exponentially right now, new and used auto purchases. You want to hold off on doing that. People are flocking to the suburbs. We're flocking to the suburbs because of COVID and that increased demand for cars because they need to drive around. Am I going wrong here? No, you're, you're absolutely right. What happened is so many folks who were living in the cities and use public transportation have moved out to the suburbs. And because of that, so many more cars are being purchased. And especially at the lower end, lower end of cars are experiencing a huge increase in prices. Data shows that car prices have increased 44% over the last year. And a lot of that is because of what is happening at the low end, right? Somebody who could sell a car for $2,000 before can now charge $4,000 for that car because there's the demand for it. Whereas somebody who had purchased a car maybe a year ago for $35,000 can't turn around and sell it for $70,000 because somebody would just go buy a brand new one, right? So there's this huge demand out there right now for, for new and used cars, especially used cars at the lower end. So try to stay away from purchases like that. Also, the other thing that we're seeing a huge demand for is gas. And that's because more people are driving and more people are having more stuff delivered. And because of that, anything that's related to having something delivered or gas being used in that particular purchase, travel especially right now, all of that is increasing in price. Yeah, that's the direction I was going with it, but you were looking at me like I was riding the crazy train. <laughs> so I'm going to steal I look the, at you like you're riding the crazy train all the time. Deal point number four then, so I get some showtime. <laughs> point number four here under the four ways to fight inflation on the expense side, making this a cumulative total of seven ways to fight inflation, is to uh, move away from the premium services that you maybe racked up 
during the pandemic. And some things that, that come to mind most are one, things like Instacart and DoorDash. Those services are adding a premium on top of areas of the economy that are already increasing in cost exponentially because of inflation. And then on top of that, most of us feel compelled to tip for those services. Uh, and so that it's just Instacart and DoorDash and all those services are getting exponentially more expensive. They never were really terribly cheap, no. um, but it's becoming way more expensive these days. You want to kind of dial that back and maybe go back to normal. Maybe we can start uh, cooking at home a little bit more than we used to, or at least uh, than we have since before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, David and I got DoorDash a couple of weeks ago. We had two uh, subs delivered to us, two subs, chips and cookies, and we ended up paying $45 because we didn't want to go out <laughs> we were, to get it we ourselves doing. or we didn't want to cook ourselves. So <laughs> right. for two subs and a, a, a for that's just expensive. It blew our mind. We we weren't prepared to pay for that expense. And for us, it wasn't necessarily clear when we were making the, the transaction how expensive it was going to be. But anyway, that's the way it goes. Yeah. The other th services you might want to consider cutting back on are streaming services. I know there every day there's a new streaming service coming out and they've got that one great documentary or show that you, you need to see. And that may have been okay during the pandemic because we had a lot fewer options of ways to entertain ourselves. But but now maybe, especially because of inflation, we need to start getting a little bit more cognizant of how we're spending our, our entertainment dollars. Uh, so maybe dial back some of those streaming services uh, that you're not using as much, or maybe figure out a way to only have one at a time. Um, nothing says that you can't go back and reactivate your Netflix account once you've once you've closed it. Um, they, I know that some of those services only allow your account to be uh, available for like nine months or something. So look at the terms and conditions. But even if you, you lost your profile, it's not going to be that big of a deal, right? For example, David and I recently, we went through all of our streaming services and we dropped Netflix, Disney Plus, and Discovery that ended up cutting uh, or saving us 25 extra dollars a month that we were otherwise spending. Um, we just kind of used up all of, we watched everything well that and i think what we were finding is that we were watching a little more television than we probably felt like we wanted to watch or should be watching it became kind of the go-to thing to do since we couldn't go out in the heat and we couldn't uh, go out to other places or spend time with friends you know this whole kind of idea of spending less when it comes to the expense side of inflation we have so many resources when it comes to eliminating debt and eliminating expenses on the debtfreeguys.com website. If you go to debtfreeguys.com on the homepage, there's a section there that is listed as eliminate debt. If you just click on that, you're going to find a whole host of articles that help you see ways that you can eliminate debt. And there's tons of articles in there on various ways to cut expenses, including the ones we've talked about, but even more. Just so you know, though, we will be signing up for Paramount Plus, at least for the short duration that we watch the Madonna Madame X performance. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Putting so, that out there right. so that we stay honest. <laughs> so there you go. Seven tips on how you can fight inflation, both on the income and expense side, and some information as to why inflation is occurring right now. Stick around for the queer money takeaway for this episode. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. Queer Money is being brought to you in part by the five building blocks of a happy gay life. 
join the growing community of happy, healthy, and wealthy gay men who love their lives inside and out. Get your free copy of The Five Building Blocks of a Happy Gay Life at DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your queer money takeaway from this episode. If inflation and high prices are stealing from your ability to save, invest, or give back to the community, we suggest picking one item from the income side and one item from the expense side and focus on them for the next several weeks. Both increasing your income and cutting your expenses helps you spend less than you make. And we all know that folks who spend less than they make get and stay on the path to financial independence. And we all want that, right? Join us next week when we chat with Matthew Raymond about the poverty mindset and why he thinks folks in the LGBT community tend to struggle with it. Again, we make the Queer Money podcast for you. So post money questions that you have in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer them in an upcoming episode. Thanks again, and have a great week. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking Queer Money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.